Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, of course, as always, we had a bit of a conversation, as you'd imagine. Yeah, it was quite international weekish, wasn't it? It was. A bit, was, of, bit yeah. of sport. Well, quite a bit of sport. But quite the a most bit of exciting stuff, thing though. involved, uh, well, your flatulence. But anyway... More of that later. Um, also, uh, yes, porridge, porridge. Yeah, the World Porridge Making Championships. Mm. They were they were covered as part of our hard hitting sports news agenda. And honestly, after speaking to uh, one of the judges, I do feel it is sport. It's yeah. very competitive. Well, it's, well, I think well, hopefully we made it as exciting as it is. Yeah. And uh, what else did we do? Uh, oh, the clips of the month. Clips of the month. Brought yeah, you the clips of the yeah. month, so you'll get to hear those as well. So enjoy. <laughs> We went to the Nordorf Robins uh, Legends of Football uh, evening and Frank Lampard was the recipient and he was on very good form as always. It's, a, it's one of my favourite uh, football dinner evenings. It's, it's really brilliant. fun. It's a star-studded crowd. And they were all there. Sven got the best ovation. Did you notice Sven that? got a, a massive ovation. Massive ovation. I mean, there were lots of people there, of course. Because he's sort of rakish. He was, there's, sort of, there's, sort of, there's something about Sven. He was a, I don't know. It was, it was an interesting time, <laughs> wasn't it? It was something, you know, it was yeah, a touch smooth. of the... he's smooth. There was a touch of the, I don't know, a touch of the Terry Thomas. Terry a touch Thomas. of the Rupert Bell about him. I mean, yeah. that's why I think he got the big cheer. The Swedish Rupert Bell. Yeah, that's why <laughs> he, he is. And uh, yeah, yeah. the great thing about that evening as well, because it's a, a music charity, they often get fantastic. Fantastic musicians mm. and bands playing there. And last night it was Roger Daughtry. A kind Pretty of doing good. An unplugged set with uh, Simon Townsend, mm. Pete's brother uh, on guitar and vocals. A good mm. band. And uh, should I give them the set list? Go on then. Uh, they k- kicked off with uh, the Pete Townsend solo uh, song, My Love, Let My Love Open the Door. Started with that. Good song. Behind Blue Eyes, I'm afraid, as, as mm. Max said, I was full karaoke by then. Uh, so that was brilliant. He did a great job of that. Squeeze box, which yeah. again you don't hear live that often. No, yeah. Pinball wizard, you may great have heard of that. that. Was pinball and wizard, then yeah. substitute. Substitute. As well. so yeah. He was, and his voice is still excellent. Roger, brilliant, isn't, isn't it? Yeah. Sounding very good. Not sure um, Philip O'Clay was with us particularly enjoyed it, but there you go. Not everybody. Not everybody's face. a Hook fan, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yes, who else was there? They were all there, weren't they? Jamie Carragher, Frank Lampard got the award, and yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was really that, that difficult oh, thing yeah. where somebody in the audience is having it. There was an impressionist who went up and did some fine football impressions mm. and so, of course the camera was finding that so Jamie the guy did a very good Jamie mm. Carragher and uh, the camera found him and just stayed on him throughout the yeah, whole you, thing we got to laugh he, he was laughing he was, was in, laughing. He was enjoying he was it yeah. Yeah. and Harry yeah. Harry, didn't, Harry read that wasn't maybe laughing quite as much as his <laughs> and Roy Hodgson 
wasn't laughing very much at his, was he? I wouldn't think. Yeah, he doesn't like mine either. So, you know, he's not going to like that. So um, I think yours was better, actually. Well, thank you very much. I, there was a silent auction where I bid for an item and I, I, I got involved in a bit of a bidding war, but I had to drop out. It got yeah. a bit rich for my taste. Uh, for Jim White's yellow tie. <laughs> I know, I was desperate. You got to, you went to about 200 quick, didn't you? <laughs> 225. 225. <laughs> and you got I could have had one for nothing. <laughs> Jim would give you his time, but that's he not the point. You're not, not raising point, any money for the charity, are exactly you? That's exactly right. But, uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah, so I got out business. People seem desperate to buy Jim's time. I just wanted to buy it so I could wear it on deadline day. And, like, it's shocking. You know? I wouldn't yeah. tell him that I'd bought it and just come in wearing it. But... But after that initial be. that initial thing of him saying, oh, that's the Tay Lake Main, and you'd yeah. say, well, it is yours, Jim. I bought it. He'd say, oh, and <laughs> yeah. that's it. Lose its it impact. It was signed by Jim. And oh, okay, really? And, oh, and of course, a word for Jeff Shreve, who does a fantastic yeah, job. Great, Sky yeah, great. Jeff Shreve. He does a brilliant job there. So, yeah, it's a trem- tremendous. Runs it all. They won half a million quid, they raised. Half a, 502,000 pounds. It's a magnificent effort by yeah. all concerned. Brilliant. And we found out last night, we got a little nod from uh, someone that it, our understanding is you've been hearing a lot about John Terry and Terry Henry today. So, this is what we were hearing we heard last night i'm hearing i'm hearing that um that uh, despite what harry said earlier on we, we were hearing that, that john probably wasn't up for the main job if terry Henry says no it seems a bit of a sticking mm. point is um is um money to spend in january and the amount that he wants to, if he's going to do the job he wants to do it you know with a with a chance yeah and uh it, it would appear at the moment that's a bit of a stick that's what we hear a bit of a yeah, sticking we point we don't know that we but, don't know uh, that he went in there to the villa boss and said i want to buy neymar in january no no but i think i think uh, <laughs> it's neymar or nothing john terry's very much uh shaping up for the for the number two role there but uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens. And you had a bit of a Chelsea chat with a uh, mutual friend, Barbara Sharon, of course, big football yeah, fan. Yeah, And uh, you, you're both big Chelsea fans, and you were both kind of resigned. We're going to talk about this with Terry Gibson. You both seem kind of resigned to Hazard going. We'll, we'll reveal the only way to stop him, or the best way to stop him in a moment. But mm. both of you were sort of saying, look, good luck to him. He's given us six great years. I mean, you don't want him to go, but of I did sense that there was that resignation with both of you. Well, I think, you know, what more can he do, really? Mm. And we, we have another season with him. He's fantastic to watch. Love him to stay for the, for his whole career. But, he's, you know, it's a big pull. Well, you heard Tony Cascarino talking about it. Yeah. You know, it's Real Madrid or Barcelona. Those clubs matter to players. They want to play for them. So we'll see. But there is a, there is a sort of, could be a spanner in the, in yeah, the, in yeah, the works. Yeah. So that'll be good. Did you see that um, Goffey, was a very entertaining piece with him in today's <clears> Sun <throat> about what he gets up to when he's on tour. Yeah. And he says two things you need uh, on tour are tea, of course, yeah. Yorkshire tea, which you, you'd expect him to love mm. that. And then he says this, I always took cheese with me on tour, a big block of mature cheddar. Yeah. And I took care of it like my life depended on it. Before the flight, I triple wrap it in cling film to keep it fresh. And once I got it to my room, it would be the first thing I impacked and put straight in the fridge to keep fresh. And blimey, it's like grommet. Well, <laughs> Goffy's Goffy's tour tips for the subcontinent you should point out have done you favours massive favours he always takes a little bottle of whiskey and he has a little nip of whiskey doesn't he every night every night and it wards off any well, yeah, that's what unpleasant England... stomach upsets that you might pick up along the way. It apparently. works that, and uh, you, yeah. you'd wonder why it would work, but it does work. And uh, the England team doctor advised him to do it when they used to go to the subcontinent. Goffey <sighs> advised me when I mm. went, and uh, I didn't have any problems at all. Yeah, which good, is good stuff. Mm. Um, I'm Excellent. reading, uh, I'm, I'm having a look at, uh, we've got, I'm going to have a chat with Shane Warne tomorrow and in, in Readyment for that, um, I've been having a look at Shane's uh, autobiography, which he's mm. done with Mark Nicholas. Remember Mark when he joined us a few well, months ago? Why aren't I going? Said, huh? What, what, what do you mean you're having a chat with 
Shane Warne. We're having a chat with Shane oh, Warne. Yeah, I thought you said yeah. I'm having a chat. I was thinking, well, no, aren't, I said, I, no, aren't I involved? No, I, I don't want you there. <laughs> I don't want you coming ruining the whole thing. Now, I said I'm reading his book in oh, readiment yeah. for the conversation that yes. we're having. Oh, I don't <laughs> queenie fit about it. We're having with him. So uh, one well, of the yeah. stories involves Goffey. They were playing in a, a game against the Aussies. And Mark War had been talking about, uh, I think he'd been talking about Sun Tzu mm. and, uh, and, and the art of war, the book, and how, yeah. how much story here with it. So Goffey had not read. Not zoo that belongs no, to the, the Sun yeah, no, The Sun Tzu, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got a menagerie just over the road we have. It's fantastic. I'll go and see the, go and see the elephant half <laughs> past four today. But anyway. Yeah. Um, the art Goff, of Steve Walk. Go, yeah. Goffey had heard all about this, yeah. apparently, and then um, went up to Mike Athelton and, and uh, kind of pretended to be speaking in Chinese to him, like he was going to reset the field <laughs> placing. And then proceeded to bowl a short one and whack him on the head and send him down. You know, <laughs> hit him right on the helmet and down he went. And apparently he went right up to him. He said, I see, told you, Athelton. Told you he didn't speak Chinese. There was a few, there was a few expletives in there as well. But Goffey gets a, an honourable mention in the Good, book. Good, yeah. So yeah, um, uh, Warney joins us tomorrow for a bit of a chat. Excellent. Now we were talking. Whose name did you mention at the start of the show? That's the same name as somebody else. Uh, was... This is Professor Len Shackleton. Oh, Len Shackleton. That's yeah. right. Because today's in. I wasn't going to do this as a birthday spread, but I noticed in the birthday. So I check every day if there's anything good. Yeah. Sir Nicholas Grimshaw. Okay. Uh, the, he's basically U- UK's top ar- architect, mm. but not the bloke that used to do the Radio 1 breakfast show. Oh, okay. Unless it's the same man. I don't know. All that clubbing and building design, you wouldn't even be able to fit it in, really. Yeah, that's, that's very true. So you're, you're claiming that, too. Yeah, I suppose. I thought it might have been a sporting one, but it doesn't Well, it's not a sporting one, but it's, it's, it's a similar name to somebody famous. Yeah, well, it's the same, it's the same name, isn't it? It's the same name. Yeah, that's it's it. not Thanks similar. for pointing that out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Well, the World uh, Porridge Making Championships were decided this weekend mm. in uh, Carbridge up in the Scottish Highlands, and um, it was victory for Sweden. I can't believe it. I know. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, let's find out more now from uh, the chef and judge for the World Porridge Making uh, Championships, and that is uh, Liddy Bokion. Good afternoon, Liddy. Good afternoon. So the Swedes then carried it away. I didn't know oh. it was so big in Sweden, porridge. Oh, I know, and they're so competitive. I mean, you oh. should see them when they arrive. It's like a football team. They've got their banners, their flags, wow. they chant. Really? <laughs> chant? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, not much rhymes with porridge, though, really. does it, really? If you're, if you're Norwich, possibly, but <laughs> not if you're from Sweden. really doesn't do a lot for you. We'll try it? and come up with one later. Yeah, OK. Um, and uh, how, does the, how does the competition work? I mean, obviously, people make porridge, but how do, in what way do they do the, do the format? <laughs> Well, I mean, we—I mean, it's actually very, very strict, and um, they've got to use only three ingredients, which is which are oats, water, and salt. Mm. And uh, they've got their little stove, and they sit around, and the judges walk about and eventually taste everything. So, in the day, we probably taste about sixty bowls of porridge. Wow, wait, it's like the three bears. So, um, so if, but when you're using those three ingredients, it's obviously very subtle variations you can get in 60 different versions of those three yeah. ingredients. What are, you, what are you looking for then as a judge, Lee? Well, I mean, when I started this, I thought exactly like you just, you just said. Um, but no, they all vary. Very, very, I mean, it's, it's amazing the variations that you get. Because people use sometimes uh, their own salts from their own countries, from different places. The water as well, as well has got a big part. 
And so, so we judge on the colour first um, when it arrives to our table and the consistency and the taste. Right. And so what swung it for the... Uh, did the Swedes use their own local salt? Um, they use very much everything local apart from the water. Right. And um, obviously we had two winners uh, this year, joint winners. Um, and um, the consistency was just perfect. Um, the seasoning was perfect. Um, and, um, and it tasted good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, do they all use the same oats or do they bring their own oats? Um, it varies. Uh, they can bring their own. Some of them, I mean, we had a producer uh, who produces his own oats. Hmm. Um, so, yes, it does vary. Uh, but one thing which is very clear, we cannot use rolled oats. Oh, why no. is that? Why is uh, that? Because this is a, a newer invention, rolled oats. Um, mm-hmm. The original was um, just oats, so you've got different mm-hmm. um, grading. You've got the pinheads, you've got the coarse, medium and fine. Okay. So they can use any of those. Who would have known? So how did, it, how did the French do, Lily? I mean, do it, how did they fare? Well, they were, not, they were not even there. Wow, that's very poor. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's not good. And so is there a kind of root and branch um, sort of forensic look into what went wrong for Scotland, the home of porridge? I mean, this is, this is very much their, their cup final. Where did the Scots finish oh. in, the, in, the, in the top three? I know, but one thing, though, the junior, they won. <laughs> there was the junior heat. And ah. it was won by Scotland. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> Lynn, Lynn Munro took it, actually. Oh, really? Right. The sport, <laughs> I mean, the sport is in safe hands then. From, what about the speciality winner, Chris Young? What did he yeah. do? Well, he, I mean, he was fantastic. I mean, it, the guy was amazing. It was like a machine because he produced this wonderful platter hmm. of um, Scottish steak on tapas. Oh. And um, as Colleen mentioned, um, it's like he had an army of kumi chefs underneath the table. Right. Because <laughs> it was just incredible. And you, there is a speciality porridge making section where you get the, st- the sticky toffee, the fruity mm. date, mm. and the pinhead yeah, that's what, risotto. That's what Chris Young took. Yeah, mm. that's the pinhead risotto with lemon, thyme, and parmesan oh, porridge. Oh, yes, I mean, you can, I mean, the, the world is your oyster. You can just do anything. As long as it tastes really good. Um, and uh, we were very, very... I mean, it was amazing this year. The competition was really... The standards were so high. It's incredible. After having 60 bowls of porridge, what did you have for breakfast the next day? <laughs> well, I just had fruits. Yeah, don't, I don't blame <laughs> enough, really. Yeah, I've had the full English or the full Scottish. Now, the, 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 the prize is the golden spurtle. And um, mm. I've got a spurtle. Um, and it's, uh-huh. it's basically... It's a, it's a stick. Let's be honest. It's a stick. <laughs> They say it's better. It's much better for your porridge. The problem mm. I find is that with a spoon, of course, a wooden spoon, you can uh-huh. stir with it and you can serve with it. Whereas you're in a you're in a double washing up situation mm. with the spurt. You're stirring <laughs> with a spurt. Then you've got to get a spoon dirty. It's, it's just true. it's great in washing up. And I've discovered today that Andy not only stirs with his spoon and serves with his spoon, much like somebody in the Three Bears, like Goldilocks, he eats with the same wooden spoon. So you eat it. I don't have a problem with that. You have to eat it off of a wooden spoon. I prefer it off a wooden spoon than a a metal spoon. Really? Is that right? Is that that old school, Liddy? Do you agree with that? Well, I do in some ways. Mm. Um, But definitely use the wooden spoon. Don't use metal. Okay, yeah, yeah to, exactly. certainly to yeah, stir, yeah, but to eat. Oh, yeah, okay. I think even, even to eat. But yeah. I, I tell you what I don't like is the savoury porridge. There's one here, the spinach and mussel stew porridge. You think that's disgusting. Oh, do you know, I had I had one, <laughs> it was last year, and it was a cagery. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, really? Ooh. It was it was made with pinheads, which is almost like a coarse rice grain. Mm. 
and that was beautiful absolutely beautiful so no i've revised my judgment on that because being french as well we kind of think about porridge as a sweet thing yeah yeah but since the porridge competition and since i've been involved in it i've changed my mind <laughs> just to remind people you're listening to talk sport by well, the way this is sport well, this is sport it's competitive porridge making it's sport We're, and it's international that's what we call our producer pinhead <clears throat> yeah we do well it's a sport <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Well, Lee, thank you very much. Yeah, um, well done. Yeah, and uh, good judging there. I'm sure it went it went to the right home. And uh, let's hope Scotland can bounce back and, and get mm, the Golden Spurs next year because they'll be hurting. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Hurting. Okay. <laughs> Thanks very much, Lee. You're welcome. That's, Bye. Uh, Liddy Bocky on there, who's one of the judges and the chef there at the World Porridge Making Championship. The Golden Spurtle was the prize, mm. the thing you stir it with. And if I was called Gary, I'd definitely be opening Gary Spurtles. <laughs> when you, if you're up in Scotland. Why not? It's for all your Spurtle needs. I think it's good. If you're yeah. a specialist Spurtle. I mean, I don't know how many you're going to sell, really. <laughs> not a lot, really. Um, Sweden, says Greg, it's a bit like Greece in 2004, isn't it? Them winning the World Championships. They, weren't, they were on the beach before. They weren't even expecting to take part. And Saxon says, I had no Ikea Sweden was so good at making porridge. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, who's the Quaker in the Black, says Mark Fillmore. <laughs> you, could, you could sing that uh, if you're looking for a song. Yeah. Uh, and they were chanting, apparently. Mm. Do the porridge ultras shout... Put it in the mixer. I think they probably do, Dave. Mm. Yeah, thank you very much for that. So there we are, the world porridge-making champ. We did promise you. Yeah. We made a solemn vow that we would follow up <laughs> well, we did. our preview. I'm like, let's hope we didn't let you down. <laughs> it's like a very nice part of the world where they do it. Oh, like yeah. no, the whole thing's a good bit of fun, trip. isn't it? You know, there's no harm well, in it. There's no harm in it. <laughs> no. Is there really literally no harm in it? <laughs> literally. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Now, uh, this week is the, uh, I think it's on TalkSport, isn't it? The grand final for the uh, rugby league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Wigan's Ben Flower is returning to the scene of the crime. You remember when he sort of sent off very yeah, yeah, yeah. punching somebody on the floor. It's a shame it wasn't the UFC that got a world title. He, he, that's, he that's very true. Yeah, yeah, it was the same idea, was it? And um, Fergie, which is good. It was great to see Sir Alex Ferguson back at United in the last couple of weeks. And, yeah. uh, but he's given up uh, drinking, according to a report today in The mm. Sun. Which is, uh... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I was quite fascinated by this report because it was a, a worker at the Le Mer Germain restaurant in Villefranche-sur-Mer, a lovely place near Nice. Nice, yeah, yeah. Uh, spoke to the paper and he said uh, he drank water every time... He speaks great English, this fellow. He drank water every time he visited Better us. Better than you, by the sound of yeah, it. Not a drop of wine <laughs> touched his lips. Yeah. Sir Alex loves his wines. But he stopped drinking for the time being. That's not so good for us, but his health has to come first. We'll all raise a glass to him when he feels he's ready to go back on the red. On the red. Go back on the red. What French person says he's ready to go back <laughs> on go the red? Back on the red. <laughs> it's rubbish. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm not buying that one. That was a sauce, was it? That was a sauce, yeah. It was a sauce at the uh, Mer, La Mer Germain restaurant. <laughs> a beautiful accent there. Yes, Claude lovely, Puel. That, that was lovely. It was your Claude Puel. <laughs> Did you see that um, oh, yeah. Eddie Howe, has said that um, he, he doesn't watch Match of the Day. Yeah, it's a yeah. surprising one, that, really. He, he doesn't want people th- sort of telling him what, yeah. what's happened, does he? And uh, He said, it's about keeping my head clear, he says. Mm-hmm. I don't see, I don't need other people to tell me about my team, and those opinions can at times be negative. I watch the game myself in a quiet room and make my own decisions. I kind of know what he means, though. Yeah. Because you know your own thing probably better than anybody else. So when, you, you know, if you're an honest person, if you do if you do bad work, you 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 know you've done bad work. You mm. know it's not worked well, and so he probably doesn't need anybody to tell him if the team haven't played well. You know, so that's fair enough, really. But you'd think just out of entertainment, it's a very entertaining program. Yeah. And now Hoxton, of course, in the East London, is the home of Mad Trends. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. yeah. And uh, the latest one is a vegan fish and chip shop. Nice. <laughs> it's amazing, really. Uh, they sell fish made of banana blossom. That's good. Yeah. A seafood taste comes from adding cumin and garlic powder and then frying it in an egg-free batter. Oh, it's not going to go down well in Cleethorpes, is it? <laughs> doesn't that? sound great, Grimsby really. fans me. won't like that. <laughs> anyway, it, uh, apparently it started out as a joke, but people loved it. So Much like yourself, really, even, well, Very true. There's a vegan mm. uh, sausage roll that Greg's are uh, going to be selling. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, look, it's great opportunities for you, Andy, to uh, to follow they suit. Say, they say it'll be flying out the door. I'm, I'm not convinced, but there we go. We'll okay. See. We shall see. Anything else? Uh, could do. Oh, yeah, I love this bit of Neil Warnock. Did you see this? And he's talking, you love, I love it, me. I love it, me. He was talking about uh, the, the sort of Joe Rawls uh, foul that yeah. was a red car. They're going to appeal it and everything. They have appealed it, uh, yeah. He, but he's not happy with Harry Kane. He says, you don't go off like that. He's doing uh, that to make an issue of it, to get the referee thinking it was worse than what it is. An England player going off like that, dear me. He says he went straight in and pushed him. Why not give him a red? I don't think he should try and get others sent off. Just because he's had a poor game for Spurs and Spurs were having a poor game, he shouldn't take it out on us. It's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he t- he's got a bit of previous for that, though, isn't he? Yeah. Lashing out. Oh, that's a bit uh, lashing Neil, I think out. that's fair enough. And uh, this week's sign of the apocalypse. They've had this before, but it really is a point. Don't know how this. A Halloween costume based on uh, Oscar Pistorius. Oh yeah. You know, you oh can, dear. It's, it's poor, isn't That's it? It's not great. Yeah. yeah. So don't don't go along with that because it's not very nice. Now we we often turn to the think tank in the uh, Sunday Times, and um, Daniel Finkelstein, the Lord Finkelstein, mm. of course, these days, um, he he's called once again, Andy, 
on the services of your three mates, Dr. Henry Stott, Dr. Mark Latham and Dr. Dinesh Vatvani. Really? Known as Reg in the dressing room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, they've looked at goals and the most important goals, goals yeah. that matter. And yeah. they've looked at 10 players in the past goals five seasons. Well, no, but he makes the point. Oh, yeah, I know. If you score the fifth goal in a 5-0 win, yeah. it doesn't matter as much as a 1-0 late one in the 89th minute. All goals are win. equal, but some are more equal than well, others. Well, that is and true. it's just that. Yeah. So you look at the goals that okay. are key goals for winning you a game, yeah. getting you back into a game, for example. And who do you think... Um, has uh, scored the most goals that matter in the past five seasons. Which players? Which player? Well, Eden Hazard must be up there. He's got to be because he's won games for Chelsea. He, well, he's among them, but he's in the 2014 Harry Kane? Yeah, Harry Kane. Hmm. Harry Kane um, has been pretty key uh, to that. Jamie Vardy, of course, uh, yeah. was pretty key to winning yeah, games. That's true. Daniel Sturridge features in this as well. In the 13, Yeah, 14, I'm liking season. the look of him this season. He looks really good. I think he, was, he wasn't in the England score. I think that was a mistake. And, uh, mm. you know, I thought even on Sunday he could have come on earlier because I think he might start to get a few starts. Other players have uh, Rab Mahrez, obviously not Pens. No. Um, Mo Salah, um, well, Suarez, yeah. uh, Igalo as well. In that little period, that oh, yeah, half that season period, when he kept scoring a lot of goals. And Diego Costa is mm. a man who did a lot. So there we are. It's quite an interesting little study as they often are in the think tank in mm. the Times every Saturday. There was an amazing story about Mark Williams, the snooker world champion today, in one of the tabloids. Yeah. It says here, the randy wife of world snooker champ Mark Williams Blimey. shocked fans. Oh, yeah. I can't even say what she said. She tweeted what? out... That's, this, that's very helpful. Well, she, Having tweet, started. she tweeted out basically some passionate business, uh, bedtime plans. Is that the best way of putting it? <laughs> okay. Probably is, really. And you just think to yourself... I mean, honestly, the tweet, I could not read this tweet out at this time of day, not because it's got swearing in, but just because of the nature of it. Make you blush, would it, Andy? Well, it would, really. And you think, why would you send that out? If you want to do that, why don't you just send him a private text and leave all of us out of it? Yeah. That would be quite good. I I can see the point of doing that, but I can't see the point. Well, you went hunting out in the tabloid. You were. I couldn't even front page. I couldn't miss it. Andy admitted to us earlier on that there'd been something something going on in it. That is poor. Don't you think? I mean, you've dealt with it now, though, haven't you? I've dealt with it. You've dealt with it. Now, Andy was working alongside me um, for a, a year, and basically he was hiding a big secret every day. Something he was doing uh, diet, dietary-wise for breakfast every day was giving him excessive wind. Excessive. So he was having to leave. He was basically holding it in, which I'm, I'm thinking no, is great. Not, there was well, no, well, you know, I was, you'd want to. You could have easily just turned around and said, pull my finger. But <laughs> like you were good enough not to do that. I tell you, you wouldn't want to. Was it... <laughs> So, so Andy would have to retreat to a quiet corner of the building during the, the news and sport, often two, three o'clock, and do his thing. Basically, like Kenny Ball sounded like. And uh, and then he'd come back and but you've you've admitted to the producer you've you've changed diet. Thankfully, that's no longer an I'm, issue. I'm blaming it. I'm blaming a well-known supermarket's brand of muesli. Yeah, it was roughage upon roughage, I think, that <laughs> I did think it for was the you, berries, So uh, it was a, I, I thought it was very gallant of how, you, though, because there's plenty of presenters here who just wouldn't have done that. It's amazing how you, you, you sort of wonder why something's going happening, and then you change your diet, and then suddenly it's, it changes. Right, it's amazing. So. Well, well, thank, thank you very miracle, much. Really. Thank you very much for holding it in. <laughs> Me and the production Pleasure. team. Uh, are thank you very much for I'm, revealing my inner secrets. <laughs> <laughs> well, no longer. They're your ex-secrets. <laughs> So there we are. What an uh, attractive little, picture you portray of me. Oh, we, well, look, we all do it. Let's be honest. Well, Done more than others. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A chicken korma. 
the curry for wimps has been named as Britain's favourite curry. Do you remember? <laughs> Thank you for bringing us that. It's like a like walking and finally story. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd like that. <clears throat> well, you Are you a big that. fan of that, Andy? No, it's too mild. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, in, in light of your uh, problems you were telling us about, <laughs> I'd rather you keep on the mild stuff uh, after our conversation never, in the never, last hour. Never affected me. That's good. Okay. It's all, it's all good news. Uh, what else have we got? Not a lot, really. I've done. I think I've done me lot. You've done. You've got. You've got basically nothing else oh, to well, add. I haven't got. I've never got nothing. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I was fascinated. This is this is very interesting. Actually, it's mm. not exactly sport. Well, it's not sport at all. Yeah. But the the BBC used to have a thing called the Talent Selection Group. Oh yeah. And they were like these people that would judge. Sort they, of have they ever spotted you? No. They the number of people they've turned down. Mm. Uh, David Bowie. Uh, not particularly exciting. Routines dull. Um, but there's no entertainment in anything he does. This is as one. What sort of era was this about? This is right at the, the very seven, start. This was in the 60s, between the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. El- Elton John, this is their view, the talent selection group. A pretentious material, self-written, sung in an extremely dull fashion without any feeling and precious little musical ability. Yeah. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's great judgment you know thank goodness people in media now the management are so much better <laughs> yeah people can't people can get it wrong of course you know you well they can the, the famous one with the beatles but the who this is another one. Oh yeah first two members of this group turned up 25 minutes late noted the bbc judge hmm. the lead vocalist who we saw last night yeah it doesn't seen, say that obviously no, no. that would be a bit weird <laughs> that would be <clears throat> the lead vocalist who andy and paul saw last night yeah. seemed quite with it in the r&b field with it with it Although the voice quality was harsh and rather unpleasant. Oh. And it's pretty good to me last night. Overall, not very original and below standard. And uh, I can't even tell you what they said about Mark Bowen, but basically rubbish and pretentious rubbish at that. Well, what about that? Shows you, doesn't it? <clears throat> there you go. There we are. Fascinating. Do you fancy the clips of the month? I'd love Shall the clips of the month. We bring you the clips of the month. Now, this, is, uh, this has been uh, chosen by our uh, producer and assistant producer. So it's oh, yeah. uh, up to men, men of taste. Let's get you in the mood, shall we? And you can vote for your favourite clip of the month uh, on Twitter straight away. We'll have a winner by uh, four o'clock this afternoon when we hand over Goffin Edwin. And we'll kick you off mm. with Mike Parry and his. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Impassioned defence of a fine Leicester striker. Jamie Vardy just announced that he won't, you know, regularly be available for the England squad in future, though not slam the door on it. Wouldn't it be great if he came out today with the sort of performance which made Gareth Southgate think, maybe I should have looked after him a bit more, maybe I should have taken a bit more care of people who can be 
fill in strikers if ever anything happens to Harry Kane. We, we might have to wait a couple of weeks because he's suspended this week. Is but, he? Yeah, afraid yeah. so. Well, thank you very much indeed for Apologies. pointing that out. That's very good of you. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. No, he didn't feel he's that. He's pleased with that. No, he? not yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. What's next? <laughs> it's Kate Fallis. Kate who? Fallis, yes, really. Yep. With some Formula One news. Britain's Lewis Hamilton made it three wins from four races by winning the Italian Grand Prix. The championship leader finishes ahead of pole sitter Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> Achy Breaky Heart was his big hit. I, I, I love yeah. I love Kimi Raikkonen. He's very good with that cowboy hat on. His hand and his belt loops. This is uh, Lisa O'Sullivan discussing Raheem Sterling's proposed new deal at City. The forward is settled at City and isn't pushing for parity with the club's best-paid player, Kevin De Bruyne, who's thought to be worth £342,000 a year. A week, should I say. 42000 100000 <laughs> Let's try it again. 342000 oh. Fantastic. Not, I think Lisa may be Kevin De Bruyne's agent. Yeah. Very confusing when you sit down in front of, of the, the board, yeah. <laughs> So now, next. It's, yeah. now it's Georgie Bingham on the Weekend Sports Breakfast, previewing the day's big internationals. As well as England, Northern Ireland in action today, they face Bosnia-Herzegovina at Windsor Park. We'll talk to Jerry Adams this hour. Blimey. Well, OK, Blimey. Well, it makes it. Yeah, you could have... Uh, Jerry Armstrong may have been my option, but certainly get Jerry Adams on, see, see what he makes of it. He said provisional booking. Uh, yeah, very good. Uh, what's next? Uh, it's me, isn't it? Here's yeah. a little exchange between Big Al and uh, breakfast newsreader Jenny Barsby. Does it annoy you when people you know always turn up late? Uh, um, yes, uh, yes, it does. Yes, I have to say. I am, I am m- most of the time punctual. Hello? It's great self-awareness, that. isn't it? It's, it's really brilliant. brilliant. Most of the time. Most of the time, like uh, never. Yeah. <laughs> so there we are. But so there's there the go. clips uh, of the month there for September. They're going to be going up. You got your, they're already there. Clips of the month for September. You can go and uh, vote for your favourite at TSHNJ. Hmm. T-S-H-A-N-D-J. And uh, we'll, we'll go through the semi-final stage. We'll have two to choose from at the end. And then we'll have a winner. Uh, by Ooh, four o'clock this afternoon. Exotic. Yeah, it's always very clever, isn't it? The yeah. technology. Yeah. And the clips of the week will be back uh, as usual on Friday. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Just time for the winner of the clips of the month. Thanks to everybody who voted. It was this little chat between Big Al and Breakfast News reader Jenny Barsby. Does it annoy you when people you know always turn up late? Uh, um, yes, uh, yes, it does. Yes, I have to say. I am I am most of the time punctual. Yes. <laughs> punctual as in get there about 6:25 <laughs> most days. He's great, isn't he? He's Brilliant. back tomorrow morning David Seaman alongside him. Um, what but, time though? Uh, well, it's six for six thirty, though you know, no, it works. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four pm on Talksport. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Joining us tomorrow uh, from one, uh, we're going to have a chat with Shane Warne, and also Mark Waters, the former uh, Villa and Liverpool winger, will be joining us in the studio. So until then, thanks for downloading us, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow from one o'clock.